0: Welcome to The Pasty Tapes, a burlesque podcast by Show My Moore. Thank you for tuning into The Pasty Tapes. I am your host, Show My Moore, the steamiest Asian dumpling, recording today from Chicago. This is one of our pre-B episodes where I chat with competitors, performers, and attendees ahead of the Burlesque Hall of Fame weekender, which takes place June 6th through June 9th in Las Vegas. We will hear from a competitor, a first-time attendee, and a Behoff veteran with advice today. Today, my guest is Kiki La Chantouse. We first met this March when she was in town for Jeezy's Juke Joint. We bonded over Italian beef sandwiches with our mutual friends Loa de Boom Boom and Jet Noir when this trio was in town for Jeezy's Juke Joint. Soon after, Kiki heard she had been accepted into the Burlesque Hall of Fame in the Best Debut category. What you'll hear today is our conversation around Behoff. We will talk about competition, Behoff prep, and her guiding mission of changing the narrative for singers in burlesque. Stay tuned for a later episode with Kiki, where we will talk more about her burlesque origin story. We chatted for almost three hours, and I love her. First, a word from Chicago producer Eva Lafiva.
1: Are you looking for the perfect space to run your routine, host a troop practice, or just have some space with mirrors and more than two square feet to dance in? Well guess what? We've got a space for you. Under the Gun Theater in Wrigleyville is proud to now offer a rehearsal room space that's approximately 21 by 13. It can accommodate about six to eight people comfortably. And we want you to come rent from us. Contact Eva Lafiva for more information about rental rates.
0: Thanks, Eva. So let's jump into my chat with Kiki LaChanteuse, Bay Area singer and burlesque performer. Her life as a performer started early. She was a professional singer since her childhood and starred and performed in productions across the Bay Area. Here we are talking about how her early career, which forced her to deal with rejection, changed her point of view on competition. But it it changed my mindset on
1: competition. Changed it from, I feel like I have to have this crown and this, or this medal or this trophy or whatever it may be, to it's not necessary. But if I, but if I want to put myself out there. Got to be prepared for the rejection of it. So if you are not prepared for the rejection of it, you should never put yourself out there until you're in a much more stable emotional, you know, system for it. Because it can be very devastating to somebody who doesn't have enough gumption to stand there and be prepared to be to be looked at, looked past by to somebody else. So I think for me. You know, when I applied for v off this year, I actually wasn't planning on it. I wasn't going to do it. And I was in Prague with Joe Walden, Miss the amazing Miss Joe Boobs. And I was having this long conversation with her about not seeing people like me on stage. And that the only goal that I had currently as a Creole performer was to sing House of the Rising Sun, the New Orleans Hotel. <laughs> I was like, I can't get my ass to my people. <laughs> the closest I could get would be last, I guess. Just this song with this costume at that hotel.
0: Did you build this act with with Behoff in mind? Like how? No. Uh Uh-uh.
1: Nope. I built this act two and a half years ago because um, Jim Sweeney, who is the producer of Hubba Hubba Review in San Francisco, had a a Mardi Gras show during Mardi Gras. And he, he said, you are our only Creole performer. And it only makes sense that you are here and you do this. And I had always loved the song house, of the rising sun. And so I picked a really soulful version. I didn't want to do the versions by the animals. So I did a really, really soulful version. And, uh, for some reason, I just kept getting drawn to doing the song more and more and more. And I had decided I would, only apply to festivals with one act for a whole two years. I would polish my act up as tight as I could, even if a, even if a festival said you could apply with two songs. I was only going to ever apply with one song for two years to all of the festivals I wanted to get to. Wow. And I don't know why I thought that. I think I I've, in the Bay it's a little harder. Um, we've got a lot of shows and a lot of performers, so sometimes it can feel like you need to crank out acts. And I really wanted to polish this act. I was like, you know what, this is this act's too fun. The costume's too fun. Um, I'm going to do this one, and then it started being like, you know, this is the act for that B stage. I don't care if it's Thursday night. That's you know, my whole goal was just Thursday night. <laughs> Right, right. I just want to do Thursday. Just just once. (laughs) So I actually applied with this act last year, and I didn't get it. And so I was like, okay. And then I said, okay, I'm not going to apply this year. And I kind of got scolded by Joe Boobs, and I got scolded by Egypt Black Nile. And I got scolded by my burlesque mom's. Both a lot of and Sergeant Device.
0: Wow, those are that is quite the stack of people <coughs> to get scolded by. Get scolded. I, I thought I was going to get my my bottom swatted. Like I mean, child. if you did, like I wouldn't be surprised. Like, oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> you have a powerhouse of people like behind you. Okay, I'm very, I'm
1: very, very lucky. Yeah, my prep for Behoff has been a little. A, m- fixing the mistakes that I did the first go around.
0: <laughs> okay, right. I mean, I think we all have that. Yeah. Okay, so are you, like, did you redo your whole costume um, from what I saw at Juke Joint? No. So I
1: only did a couple add-ons to it. So at Juke Joint, you saw a different corset. Okay. This is a, a brand-new corset for this particular Uh, For the act now, it is a lot more boobalicious.
0: I am so excited. I I am so excited to see this. What? Okay, so I have so many questions. Okay, let's keep talking about, like, your prep. What have you been doing? So you're working on the look. You've been working on the look with these upgrades and and all of that. What have you been doing, like, in terms of practicing? Are you just, like, since you found out you got in, like, have you just been – doing this act all over the bay or are you just like booking out rehearsal time? Like what does that look like? So I've been doing the act all over the bay. I think the only problem
1: with booking rehearsal time out is getting a space that's large enough to rehearse for the dimensions True. of that stage. Yeah. So that stage is yeah. massive. Massive, massive. And so the <laughs> this the secret to me, <laughs> I don't choreograph numbers. Ooh. ever. Uh, part of it has to do with um, my brain. I was in a car accident three years ago, and so I have a traumatic brain injury. And so retaining information can be very difficult for me personally. So what I do, and it's kind of been my go-to over the last while, is, is I have my set moves that I want to do. And I know when I want to do those. But getting from point A to point B is not choreographed. For me, the acts look more real and more genuine when I don't choreograph every single minute of my 3 and (laughs) 28 second Three minute, 28 second. Yeah. So there's, there's points that I hit every single time, um, which also makes lighting cues a little difficult for me. (laughs) I have to go with in a little bit more of an in general form. I'm like, do kind of this at this point, kind of make it. this. (laughs)
0: What was that like? Okay, so you weren't going to apply. Then you had, you know, these four powerhouse women tell you, like, what? Yeah, you are. So what was it like getting that, what is it, an email? Is it you check this website and it says, like, yay or nay? What is that like? What was it like? How did you feel? So you get an email and it says that
1: uh, results are in. And you have to log back into the Troopit system, and in the Troopit system, pops up this little notification, and it and it lets you know. And I was sitting on the couch with my husband, and I just kind of shot up out of the couch, and I was like, "What the fuck? What the hell is going on right now?" And he's like, "What's wrong?"
0: Right, like prepared for you to like. Yes, yeah, Yes. Yeah. He's already right. He's right. already.
1: <laughs> and uh, I, I just remember, I started pacing the length and width of my house, like every room. Like I walked from my living room to the back of my bedroom and then I paced my bedroom and then I came back in the living room and then I went to the kitchen I paced the living room. I was like wait a minute. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yep. 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 This is yep. This is yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Um (laughs) Wheel. And I just started calling – I called Sarge first, and she was in Paris. And I forgot that she was in Paris. (laughs) So it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and she got the phone call. And – Right. And then I called Egypt, and then I called Joe, and I said, oh, my God – and she gave me beautiful words of advice and uh, I couldn't call a cause she was in the middle of doing beach flag at Babylon. So I don't want to bother her. And then I called Jim Sweeney. And one of the reasons why I called Jim Sweeney was, is he was the first person to ever allow me on a stage for burlesque. And he had told me, About two months into me doing burlesque, he goes, you are going to be too big for the Bay Area. He goes, and he called it. He said, you're going to travel. He goes, you're going to travel. He goes, you're not, he goes, you're not going to be in the Bay Mm -hmm. for most of your performing. And then I called my mom (laughs) and my parents were very sweet and very supportive, but they had no clue what the hell I was talking
0: about. <laughs> Did you have to explain, like, the lore of Behoff while you're trying to be really excited and get them, like, hyped up for you? It was bizarre. I had the phone on speakerphone. Of course, my husband knew how important this
1: was and stuff like that for me. And and I was like, so, Mom, it's, like, the biggest event in burlesque. And she's like,
0: okay. I'm like, No, you don't understand. Good job, sweetie. He's like, I'm
1: really happy for you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. I'm I'm happy too. (laughs) So that, I don't think it really, really fully hit me that it was happening. And I really was doing this until about, three weeks ago
0: okay wow
1: yeah i kept myself pretty well distracted yeah with just in general beehoff stuff um you know doing the having to redo parts of the costume or add on parts of the costume kind of kept me really distracted and because i'm very meticulous about what i do and how i do it on my costume You know, having to completely re rhinestone the corset kept me busy for a good solid week. I
0: mean, it is stoned, stone, stone, stoned. It is from just from, you know, the videos and clips that you've posted. Like, (laughs) I know it's going to be blinding and I know how much work that took.
1: The irony is, it's not fully stoned. What? It's not fully stoned. Wow. I didn't want to fully stone the corset because I didn't want to change the illusion of the shape that that corset gives. Not that it's an illusion because it's not an illusion, but the the corset is I'm very curvy and the corset is cut in a very, very curvy pattern. And so the waist is a very, very nipped and the bust is very, very full. And because it's a deep plunge corset, I felt that if I put too many rhinestones on it, right at the nip in the waist, that it would destroy the line. And the illusion that I wanted was this big sparkle of curve. So past the boob, there is spacklings of rhinestones, but it's not fully covered. The hips are fully covered. The nip in the waist nips in to the center part of the corset. And the rhinestones kind of encrust around the boobs. So it gives it, so the sparkle that you're seeing is the curve that is created by the corset. On
0: Sunday, I'm like allowed to look at this, right? Like I can look at this on Sunday, on Sunday. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: I will absolutely for you pull out the corset so you can get your hands on it. (laughs) It's a costume. Of course you can touch it. We throw these things on the ground. You should absolutely be able to touch it. (laughs)
0: So, okay, I have, I have to ask, okay, so one of your, you know, your, your thing in doing this, right, your mission in doing this, your, you know, I guess your North Star in this whole process is, and you mentioned this earlier, wanting to change, wanting to change the narrative for singers in burlesque. What do you, as a singer in burlesque, what do you think is the current narrative and what do you hope to change? Like, what, like... How do you want it to look like? Like, what are you hoping to do by being on that big-ass stage in this fabulous corset with your very powerful voice, all of it? Back in the day,
1: if you had a specialty talent, you worked with animals, you did a worked with, you know, had a snake or a bird, or you did magic, or, you know, you did a fan dance, which wasn't super popular back then, or you did a giant balloon dance that wasn't super popular back then. Or if you sang you were considered a specialty act. Somewhere along the way, the specialty acts either became normal or they became novelty acts. And they got placed in a completely different category. We were placed in the variety category. And it was actually separated from what everybody else was doing. And not that it was intentionally looked down on, but it, became filler, it hurts me to think mm-hmm. people considered me as a novelty. And when I apply to festivals, and I've been told this by people, I've been told this by festival producers, well, you're a variety, you're a novelty act. And that's just not what we're looking for for our festival. We don't think you have the dance to do it. And I want to change the mindset to show that people who are singing are not to be used as filler. They should be used just like any other performer. They should be just as wowing as any crazy, ridiculous Sally Rand fan that's out there. Because at that point, our voice is the fan. Our voice is the balloon. Our voice is the animal trick or the crazy costume removal. I think it really kind of hit home after a conversation with a producer where they pretty much told me, the reason why we didn't have you on our festival was because they viewed me as a novelty act. And for a minute I was hurt. I was real hurt for a minute. And then I, I went to a class with world famous Bob.
0: My mother, fabulous world famous Bob. Yes. Yes.
1: I went to her class and I then had a a beautiful conversation with her after class where she and I sat down and we really went into depth and detail and really talked about the current climate in burlesque and realized, you know what, I'm not mad anymore. The reason why that person feels that way is because nobody has corrected them. The reason why that person's made that comment is because their eyes are not opened. And we cannot open eyes unless we are ready to stand up and say, I am here. This is what I do. I am valid. I am not your filler. I am not your token singer. I'm not your, and then on top of that, I'm not your token black plus size singer. (laughs)
0: Right. Okay. How do you feel about, I feel like you're bringing so much to this, you know, to the Saturday competition showcase, whatever, you know, I feel like you're bringing so much, like how you feel about also representing for, you know, for the big girls, for the BIPOC girls, like what is, what does that feel like for you? (laughs) I almost went
1: on a diet before. Off. and I sat down with my husband and I said, I don't understand why I have this feeling. And then I realized the reason why I have this feeling is we have not seen a lot of plus size bodies on the behalf no. stage in a little while. Right. Not that we haven't right. had them, but we have had, um, we haven't had an abundance of them for the, for the past four or five years. And I said, you know what? A, I've got no time to fix these costumes if I lose too much weight.
0: Right. That is a good point. That is a point out of necessity. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, and then two, I was like,
1: you know what? This is the body I had in the video. It's the body they picked from the video. It's the body they want to see on that stage they would not have wanted, I would not have gotten chosen had they not liked what they saw.
2: Right. Um,
1: and I am sick and tired of feeling like I have to fit the mold for burlesque in the mainstream. Not that that's what's going on currently on our personal community, but the mainstream ideology of it. And You know, it's one of the reasons why I almost didn't apply was I didn't, I mean, we haven't had a plus size queen in a long time. Like, okay, well, I have to get on the stage once to compete for queen.
0: (laughs) Right. We can't have a plus size queen if there's no, you know, plus size people in the debut like category. Like that's, that's. Just how it works. I know
1: that if, if I do this, somebody else out there will have at least enough courage to apply that may not have applied. They may not get in. They may not get in for a long time. I mean, they could they could, you know, and that was the thing. I was prepared to never get into Beehof. As long as I applied, I kept the opportunities open. I was like, you know what? Eventually they'll get sick of me fucking applying (laughs) and they'll just put me on that stage to get me to leave them the fuck alone.
0: (laughs) That makes sense. That's a that's like I think that's a reasonable thing to do. I know a lot of performers do it that way. Right. They have their act. They're going to keep trying. And, you know, it only took two tries for you. If I ever have the courage or when I have the courage to apply to B-Hoff, um when I'm ready, that's what I'll do. Just give them, give them one over and over and over, over. and
1: over again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sounds like it works. I mean, it worked for you, so I'll, I'll take my chances. I will um, say I will say this.
1: I think this year is a year of a lot of firsts. I think the the variation on what we're going to see on a stage is crazy, you know? We have husbands and comedians that we wouldn't typically have seen in past years. And we've got our plus size and our non-gender conformities. And, you know, and I think it's, I think it's, I think Behoff as a, as a weekender is finally, finally catching up with what our industry looks like now and I said and I, I just think it 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 says a lot for the people we have that are working very 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 hard to change boundaries and narratives and push people to feel uncomfortably comfortable in themselves and I think that it will allow for so many more individuals moving forward to feel as if they absolutely can apply rather than feel like they can't because they haven't seen x y and z
0: you're a part of that did
1: a little bit (laughs) gonna be it's gonna be a beautifully epic year i i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be one for the record books for sure
0: okay kiki thank you so much for being on the pasty tapes with us this was such a beautiful conversation with so much insight you have shared so much about your process and your journey I learned so much in this call. Um, Tell me, where can people find you on the internets or support you on the internets? So I am on Instagram under
1: Kiki La Chanteuse. Uh, I also am on the Book of Faces under the same name. You can also check out my website, which is currently being revamped, so give me a
0: minute. It's kikilachanteuse.com. Thank you so much. I will see you so soon, Kiki.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing, and I had such a great time talking with you.
0: Let's take some calls from the Pasty Tapes hotline First up is Boobs Radley from Chicago. Hi, this is Boobs Radley
2: calling from Chicago, Illinois. Um, I am going to my first B-hoff as well this year. Yay! Um, I am also very anxious. Um, you know, I'm, I love to um, hang out and be with people, but I also really like my alone time, so I'm going to need some downtime. So if you see me and I'm not looking at you, it's not that I'm rude. I mean, it could be because I'm rude. But um, probably because I'm just like, e, people need to be alone. Um, anyway, <laughs> that was a lot more about my psyche than I wanted to share. But anyway, um, I'm so excited to see Team Chicago uh, up on that stage, uh, especially as Geo Lady and uh, Dahlia Fatal and Shim and I know Tila Von Twirl is going to be there as well with all the Zoom, which forget who else. But um I'm really excited to cheer on everybody from Team Chicago. I'm just like over the moon, um that people I know and love are going to be on that stage, uh, competing and performing and showing how amazing they are and how amazing that Chicago is. Um, I am packing, uh, basically everything. I'm definitely going to be over the weight limit on my suitcase, so I will be exceptionally poor because I will have paid so many baggage fees It was not even funny. Uh, but the most important thing that I am packing uh, is a pair of rhinestone Chuck Taylors because I'm an old bitch, and uh, if my feet hurt, I turn into an even older, nastier bitch. Um, yeah, I actually do get older uh, if my feet hurt. I age 10 years. It's amazing. Um, but that happens when my feet don't hurt anymore. It's like a Benjamin Button thing. Anyway, I'm babbling. Um, anyway, uh, when my feet hurt, I am a terrible bitch. So um, I rhinestone a pair of stretch tailors, and I will be probably be wearing them with everything because I believe in comfort.
0: And that's my babble on behalf. So enjoy. Thanks. Boobs is one of my favorite people. I am so excited that we are doing our first B-Hoff in the same year. She is a big-bodied singing burlesker. She is such a joy to watch on stage, is a super hard worker, and is one of my go-to people when I need a little help navigating the Chicago scene. Boobs welcomed me so warmly to Chicago, and I hope B-Hoff welcomes her with the same open, glittering bosom. Next, we have some advice from frequent BHAF attendee, Chichi Ronas.
3: Hello, this is Chichi Ronas from Honolulu, Hawaii, sharing some tips that I found helpful for BHAF. Unfortunately, I won't be attending this year, but I have gone the past many few, few many years. Definitely go to Berry's if you get the chance. There's also a really great Mexican food restaurant across the street from it. You need your fix. Um in Honolulu we don't have very good Mexican food. Um pace yourself. There's a lot going on, a lot of people to visit with, especially for Shomar more. Um You seem to know all sorts of people having that luxury of being on the mainland and getting face-to-face time. Um, I'm a little bit on the shyer side, so it's harder for me. But um, it's a great time. Um, Lots and lots and lots of wonderful live burlesque of the highest form and quality. Some practical tips. Bring some saline spray for your nose and eye drops being in the dry heat in Vegas and being in that casino almost 24 seven does a number to your body anyway have a wonderful time it's going to be so much fun and I can't wait to hear about it for your post beehive podcast have a great one aloha
0: thanks Chi Chi I will say that every time I have the opportunity that Chi Chi Rones is one of my favorite names in burlesque I am biased since I, too, am named after food and have a lot of food-based acts. But Chichironis really takes the cake for me. Thank you, Chichi, for such practical advice. If you want to dial in and answer our current prompt, leave some feedback, or give a shout-out to your burlesque crush, Give us a call on the Pasty Tapes hotline. Our number is 1-530-PASTIES. That is 1-530-PASTIES. In number form, 1-530-727-8437. You can also send me a voice memo on your phone and email it to thepastytapes at gmail.com. Is this hitting your ears before or at Behoff? Leave me a message with your Behoff reactions. Thank you so much for listening to The Pasty Tapes. You can follow us all across social media at The Pasty Tapes. You can always leave us a love note at thepastytapes at gmail.com. Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon. This is Show My Moore, the steamiest Asian dumpling with The Pasty Tapes.